and I, there's a good theory behind it because I am fucking nearly pretty much six foot two, and my bed is not six. <laughs> oh, bloody hell! You are you are hoping that girls are listening, aren't you? You're <laughs> six one and a six half. Two. Six one and a half. Mm-hmm. That's not near six foot two, is it? What half an inch? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pit Stop Podcast. That is a wrap on the 2022 season. Abu Dhabi, what a race. Max Verstappen, the winner. Glorious. Absolute glorious way to round off the year. Two-time world champion. Leclerc just held on to maintain second in the driver's standings. We say bye-bye to Sebastian Vettel, Daniel Ricciardo, Mick Schumacher. It's crazy. This year has been crazy. And the final race of the season is done. Do you know what? There's a lot that's happened at the at the latter half of this year. Lots of crazy shit going on. Lots of sad moments. And this is kind of a sad but kind of a happy moment because that is a wrap on our first year in Formula One. And what a fucking ride it has been. I definitely think it would be good to talk about that in today's episode and talk about everything we've achieved. But I am a bit sad that there'll be no races on. But I think the beautiful thing about what we do is we know that this time next week... You guys on a Sunday will be listening to an amazing Pit Stop podcast episode with oh, yeah. an incredible guest. Yeah. So I if we can fill the void. Can't believe we got this guy. I know. It's what pretty cool. I can believe it now, but if you'd have told me three months ago, I'd have been like, nah, really? Yeah. It, we're going to keep flying out the guest episodes so you have absolutely nothing to, you know, we're not going to stop uploading. Um, oh, we're going to absolutely hammer the content, guys. Yeah, we decided to actually make a content plan. So we're actually going to plan. Yeah, we're going to get this elusive whiteboard, which we've been wanting, I've been wanting to get we have been all about fucking year. We've a got a really, time. really big white area. Yeah, this wall in right in front room. of us is actually perfect for it. A big whiteboard. Just so we can, I mean, I feel like I'm a visual learner. Would you stand up there and I'd sit here and you'd educate me? Yeah, I'd put my lab coat and my glasses on. <laughs> Slapping a ruler uh, against the board. We're going to do this. I'll go this, to town. This. I'd love it. Have you seen that guy who can draw uh, dotted dotted lines on a chalkboard with a piece of chalk? Huh? Like he can go like that and it just does dot, 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 dot. Oh, wow. It's amazing. And he can do circles. So is that why you want a whiteboard? It's got nothing to do with planning. You just want to do that. No, we need a chalkboard for that. Okay. Well, we could get a chalkboard. We'll, we'll make it happen. Either way, guys, there's going to be so much interesting shit happening over the next three months. So don't worry. Your, your F1 void is still going to be filled by the Pit Stop Boys some way or another. Yeah. Before we talk about a bit of a roundup of this year and next year, let's run through the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, because so much happened. I know that you've made your notes. Ooh, Fab's notebook is lacking a bit today. That's all right. Jake's, Jake's got knowledge. I haven't That's got a great. notebook, but I've got knowledge. You've got, you got the brain notebook. It is funny, because I reckon our pod's going to significantly change, by the way. Like, this is the last one of the season. Do you think we're going to drop off? No, I don't know. Do you think people are going to carry on listening to us? I hope so. The th- thing is, we're going to be coming back in Feb next year. Like, we're not going to stop, but in Feb next year for the race again, the content isn't really going to be about the races anymore. So, you guys listening are going to be coming on like, this is the bit I actually prefer of the season. Like, when we had the summer break and we did guest, guest, guest. Because mm. this is when we really get to actually be podcast hosts and, like, share our personal life and talk about things. That's what a podcast is, really. Like, even when you do these notebooks, it's great because we have the things to talk about. But I'd like to remove this segment and it's just us chatting back and forward because I think the second we go into any form of notes or anything written down, I think that is when we lose what we are. And it is just when we chat shit is what they're my favorite bits to listen to. But I would also love to hear what everyone else wants to hear us talk about. 
Like I'd love, like anyone who's listening, if, if you can think of anything that you'd love to see us do in the break, mm. because we have this whole Jake versus Fab thing going on. We have other shit that we want to do. Like Formula One is sick, but when it's not on, what else can we do to fill to fill your like motorsport void? We want to go traveling, like as in we want to just like take some cars on the road and go do some crazy shit, or we want to do something. We want to film with people, like more drivers, and not just a sit down podcast. Like we want to do other interesting shit with these people. So. Yeah, tell us what you want to hear. There's definitely things we could do with listeners as well. People out there listening, if you come to us with an idea and you have a plot of land or you have something we can do or you're sat there thinking, oh my God, I do this. These guys could do that. That's so true. Then you could be a part of this. So what I'm going to do is our Instagram is at pitstop. Cool fucking name, I know. Follow it. And on our story... Um, and if basically if you're listening to this after a day the story would have been gone just DM us flood us with DMs on our story I'll put up a box you can write ideas like try and get really involved because to be honest I am tired I don't know how you feel after this year do you feel like tired of podcasting Mm, I feel fucking great you feel ready to go I feel great man I feel ready to go but I feel like I'm way more excited for this break because nothing's as much on a deadline like we could film a guest, we could film three guests in one week Bank em. and schedule them. Whereas because this has all been on a deadline and we've been traveling a lot and there's a race and there's another race, mm. we have to be around. We have to film late at night. We have to do that, you know. I do. I love that though. Like I love being on edge constantly and, and shit being crazy. Like I think when you take your foot off the gas, it's very easy to get comfortable. And, but I like the fact that our lives are so fly by the seat of your pants. Like we literally live... I feel like I'm living on that track, mate. You, I feel like I feel it. like my life is a fucking RB17 or whatever they, you want to call it, <laughs> and it's just like a fucking roller coaster ride. That's what I feel like. Life is a roller coaster. That's not the song I was going for. There's you a just song. gotta ride, ride it. it. Is that Robbie Williams? Nope. Hey, baby. Is that not Robbie Williams? No. Uh, I'll give you two more guesses. Uh, Leon. Leon. Le- is it Leon? Someone with Leon? Nope. Um, Do you want me to give you one clue? No, Keen. Life is a roller coaster. I see where you got keen from. I see where you got keen. It's not keen. No, it's not. All right, one more guest. It's a guy. It's one guy on his own. Uh, And his his first name does begin with an R. So you, Robbie Williams. um, And keen sort of sounds like his surname a little bit. Oh, it's the guy whose son went on Love Island, Ronan Keaton. Yes. Yes. That's it. I used to have a woman who lived down my road. I used to live down, it's not a cul-de-sac, but it was like, it was like- Where did you live? Is this, is this where, is this back East Sussex? Back in home, back home, hometown. Like before, before London Road, before when we drive past my old house, I used to live with my family down Hawkeswood Drive. It doesn't matter. I don't live there anymore. Hawkeswood Drive, Hailsham, and there's like a ring, like a ring. You know where the fish and chip shop is? Yes. Do do you know where? um, There's a dog grooming place there now. Is there? I think so. And there's like a pharmacy. Anyway, there's like a little ring. And so like everyone that like lived in this little ring area, like had kids, we were all just friends. And there was a woman who used to live right around the top of the ring called Diane. And I don't know if like she was all there. <laughs> but she <laughs> There's used, a few crazy ladies in the town. She used to come out and shout at us for being too noisy, but she always used to wear a Ronin Keaton badge <laughs> with his face on it. Well, is that why you think she's not all there because of the badge? I just, yeah, I, I guess so. But she just ruined, so like anytime she came out and would have a go at us as kids, we would just start asking her about Ronan Keaton and she'd just completely change her tune and get really happy. Same with a teacher that we used to have. We had a, we had a supply teacher who used to love sailboats. Oh, was that uh, Linford Jones? No, uh, no. Oh, I know who you mean. Or oh, is this older? The, um, oh, shit. Can't remember his name. But there was two. There was two. 
One of them gave me gin. One of them used to make his own gin in year 11. He gave me No way. Gin, what yeah. was his name? I'm trying to think of his name. Was this Halsham? Yeah. What was that guy's name? Can't was he remember. the one that was really strict and no one liked him? Yeah, he was crazy. He had like a beard, glasses. Bald. Like, Barely any hair, a little bit coming out the sides. Maybe. No, someone else. Oh. Mr. Lacey is who I'm thinking of. Okay. He used to drive kit cars. Actually, Mr. Lacey would probably be quite interested in what I'm doing right now. Mr. Lacey, if you're out there and listening, you actually, even though you're only a supply teacher, you were one of my favourite fucking teachers. Swear to God. When really? we did that get into teaching thing, the advert, I did not even think about Mr. Lacey. But Mr. Lacey, absolute legend, actually instilled like goodness in me. Told me amazing stories. Used to drive kit cars. Um, so he probably is into the Formula One. So, Mr. Lacey, if you're listening, what's up? <laughs> well, that was completely off topic, wasn't it? We just shut shit for five minutes. I tried to bring it round. <laughs> no, but this is what by adding kit cars. Is that even true? <laughs> Did he even do he used kit to drive cars them to work? Wow. His kit car used to be outside the school. Didn't uh, our ICT teacher drive a kit car as well? The one who always had cigarettes in his car at lunchtime. I was going to say at half time. He had a quick pit stop in his car for well, a Well, the one fan. that hated you and me. <laughs> yeah, what was his name? And, and fucking James Chatfield. Shout out. I can't even remember his Graham name. Pope. <laughs> Shout Graham out Pope. Popey. Graham, if you're still alive. Isn't it weird the thought of teachers genuinely like their students grow up and like we do this and we have complete freedom of speech. Like, we could say anything. Well, it's so funny because back in school, like was just before you actually got into wanting to do YouTube. So all you used to do is skip school and play Call of Duty. And I was into music. So none of our teachers would have expected that you and me would have been hosting Formula One related content with Formula One, with the likes of Sky, with the drivers, when I'm trying to play the drums and you're trying to play COD. Hey, I never would have expected, even when we started a year ago, I would have had no idea we'd be able to do what we did this year. But yeah, going back to school, I was making my gaming videos and I remember that teachers were aware of the fact I was making videos because I remember like people would play YouTube videos in class. There was like videos of me playing MW2 commentary, montages, and then you had the videos of me and my brother in the garden doing shit. And that's when I really was hitting YouTube hard, like in school, Mm -hmm. way before sixth form. Yeah, That's how long I've been making content. That's a long ass time. And you'd be making music all that time as well. Yeah. And then I had the break and then I've but t- don't don't get us wrong, people. I still love to play the drums, and Jake still loves to play COD. We've got the new Modern Warfare yeah. 2, and we've been spanking it. Right? We have absolutely been spanking it. What have our it. lives looked like since we got back from Vegas? Tell them the two main Editing things that we've COD, been doing. Just stuff for the podcast. And? I'm watching Lost. Lost. Lost is very, very good. I still, we're on season two, and I still couldn't tell you half of their names. <laughs> like, it's so hard. There's so much happening. Yeah. There's so many stories. Great fucking series, though. We also need to update him on the dog because, as you know, my mum's got the new dog Lola. Put the put the picture up on my Instagram at Jake Boys. Mum's very happy. She's doing very well. Um, it's exciting to have a dog in the family. Part of the pit stop family. There's it's a nice dog. Nice to hear your mum really happy on the phone again. Yeah, yeah. Mum's really happy. I know my mum listens to the podcast. So mumsy, shout out to you. Let's um, whittle waddle this back to the Abu Dhabi. Get yeah. the get the actual Formula One bits out of the way, and then we'll have a. We'll get stuck straight in. Go on then. Let's, well, uh, we're going to need some music. You, you can't just roll a notebook like it's nothing. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, what were you going to do then? I was going to try and grab the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I'm not going to. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fab's Notebook. Hello, welcome back to Fab's Notebook. That was a race and a half. So just before the race kicked off, Crofty was sporting a very amazing cowboy hat and they were filming him 
in the commentary box. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, let's just text him because he's such a fucking great guy. I texted Crofty. I said, mate, enjoy the race, last race of the season. Um, it's going to be fucking great. Can't wait to to fucking listen to your amazing commentary again. And he said, yeah, thanks. Cheers. <laughs> I think that's probably one of the funniest things we bring to this sport. We meet these people. We get to know them on a personal level. We get their numbers. And me and you are sat at home taking pictures of them on TV, sending it in like, yeah. we can see you. We're watching. I was secretly <laughs> hoping he would just mention us live on TV. Imagine, out of nowhere. I'd die. He will. I'd die. At some point. Please, Crofty. But it was a really good race, mate. We, we got off to kind of a, an interesting start. Lewis took Carlos. Carlos took it back. Okay. Is what I've got written down. Well, I that was right at the beginning. <laughs> didn't, didn't write Look, what lap it was or what happened or anything. That was a tough race for Hamilton. As we know, at the end, he wanted softs. They didn't double pit him. This race was interesting from the outset because no one really knew whether it was a one or a two stop. Yeah. And there was points where halfway through, you'd look at what Vettel did and go, oh, he could do really well here. But because no one two stopped... Mm. It was a disaster for it was. Vettel. It was. They expected the tyres to not last that long. I just want to make this abundantly clear right now. Oh, whoa, you look serious. You stand me in them eyes with glistening white eyeballs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and blue. Nice blue <laughs> yeah, eyes. Yeah, your eyes are nice lovely. Nice blue right? eyes. Thank you. <laughs> I really like brown eyes, though. Do I look nice today? You do. You got Your, your jumper complements your features. Have you noticed how, how tidy it is? <laughs> Have you noticed oh, how bad I'm you, looking? Looks like you're wearing a fucking wetsuit. <laughs> It's drunk. <laughs> it's absolutely ruined. It's my favourite jumper. Did you tumble dry it? Ah, uh, yeah. That's why. With, with a lot of other clothes as well. This wasn't the only thing to bite the dust, let me tell That's you. That's why. Might have something to do with the fact that you probably use a dishwasher tablet as well, rather than washing up liquid. Mm. Or maybe I've just got significantly more ripped. You have. And that is why it looks really tight. You have been like getting up to answer the door to takeaways, so you have been doing some ex- <laughs> I have been on a bulking diet for the last couple of weeks, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. If anyone. <laughs> don't, don't. Oh, we should turn no, the, we should no. turn the camera around because no, there is Santa's. Should we count them? There is Santa's sleigh. Under the tree <laughs> in the corner of the room, there is one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. Actually, there's that. That's Domino's in that bag. Yeah, so there's that's probably take, eight, nine. There's takeaway bags inside in takeaway of takeaway bags. bags. So that's, I'd say probably about thirteen takeaway bags. I mean, we've just been enjoying last. This is disgusting. This is <laughs> deliver. Really if you're listening, to Uber Eats, zap any of you. Hit us up. This makes me feel f- friggin' awful. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but some of them are healthy. Look, because you don't put weight on. I put like I eat one KFC chip and it's straight on my fires. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, but you ain't got climbing a Formula One car. How do you think George Russell feels after a KFC? He's not going to feel great, is he? He must feel like absolute hogwash. No, you just wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it. Alonso. Let me just stop you. Logan Sargent. Congratulations. You are a Formula One driver. He came fourth in the F2 race. Logue Sarge. He takes Latifi's seat at Williams. There was a lot of pressure on him. Mm-hmm. Everyone's dream to make it to F1. Imagine it's dangled in front of you by a string and you have to finish fourth. We really wanted to make an effort to watch the F2 race. Yeah. And uh, asleep. Alcohol got in the way. Yeah, we went out. We had a good night last Once night. Again, we had we a great, win the Wonderland, didn't we? We had a great night last <laughs> night. Fabio and Jacob win the Wonderland holding hands. It was, it was awesome. Um, <laughs> a few roller coasters together. It was a really cute night, actually. Also. <laughs> God, you got off that one quick. Ayumu Uwasa. Yes, won the F2 race, which That's is great for Matt. Great, great for our friend Matt MD, Physio MD on Instagram, because he is his personal trainer, for performance coach, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So, Stat man. great win for those guys. Mm-hmm. We also say bye to Daniel Ricciardo, which means it's Oscar Piastri time. How excited are you to see the fucking guy that we know 
line up next year. He needs us like a certain like word, like code word or like a phrase or something. You know, like Lewis has got hammer time. Yeah. What what should Oscar have? Uh, piastri. Kangatom. Piastri. I don't know. We'll have to think about that. But I'm really excited to see him on there. I'm just going to quickly give my final note. Bouncing into first place. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrendous. And goodbye to Sebastian Vettel. These are my only three notes that I've wrote. So I'm getting danke, out of the way. Danke, danke, Sebastian, meiner Freunde. Big well done to you, my friend, because you've had such an amazing career. <laughs> you see it in his interviews after it, and you see the way he's wearing the Innovation T-shirt. Like that guy and the way everyone speaks about him. He's really done wonders for the sport. <laughs> the sport definitely won't be the same without him, but he's left it in a good place. He's been a massive part of all of this evolution. I could just stare into his blue eyes. I'd love him on the pod. For years, I'd love him in bed. What? Whoa. Whoa. What happened there? Fab, that was like a glitch. What happened You just there? glitched. Someone just lag switched me. That was a glitch in the Matrix. Something weird That was happened. really strange. Do you know what I thought? Funny you say that, actually, yeah, because I was watching Charles Leclerc's post-race interview, and it did not look like Charles Leclerc. Anyone want to go back and watch the post-race interview with Charles? It looks like a Madame Tussaud fucking robot remake of Charles Leclerc. We already did it. Did, right now, did Ferrari put a robot of Charles Leclerc in the Ferrari to, to get second place? <laughs> he drove so fucking well today. Yeah, when that battle was happening. Clone. I mean... Clone. <laughs> robot. No. Watch back you the clip, <laughs> bro. You did call it out that they made in the F1 factory all these drivers. He doesn't look real. He doesn't look real in that post-race interview. We'll have a look. Like a fake copy of him. Even the voice didn't sound very authentic. <laughs> Maybe they are just all fake people. Oh, Maybe yeah. they don't even exist. Maybe it's a hologram. Maybe the whole track is a big green screen. Alonso retired lap 28. That's sad. Really sad because you and me were fucking loving... The train. The whole crazy shit that was going Alonso, on. Alonso, someone in the middle and Vettel. If you're in between Vettel and Alonso, that is probably one of the worst places to be. Like, I would be shitting myself. It's ledge because there was a point where it was Ocon in front and Vettel was trying to get past him. And I felt like Alonso had the speed. Maybe he didn't, but he was just kind of sitting back, like mm. just un just in DRS range, but not like really up close. And I feel like Alonso was just watching Seb Front have, row seat, isn't have it? a little battle and he just, just loving it. Front just row seat of Vettel's last race, watching him battle. And, and it's so sad that Alonso retired at lap 28 because like, I don't think, I mean, obviously every driver wants to win, but this guy, I've said it a million times, like he's got like... His blood is the same color as the F1 red. Like he's just F1. He's a racing driver through and through, and he's not going to quit. That's why he's going to Aston Martin. He knows he's not going to win at Aston Martin, but he is just born to fucking race. <laughs> you mate. said that when he was racing, and I loved it. You said that he's probably loving this, like loving smiling. Would have come off that track. Well, he wouldn't have come off the track buzzing now, would he? No. <laughs> but if it finished no. his race, he would have come off the track buzzing because yeah. Alonso did have a great race. So did Vettel. Yeah, and then you've got um, Lance Stroll, who thinks he's Fernando Alonso. Mm -hmm. who decides to do an overtake on Guan Yu Zhou after Vettel just took him. And he flew round the outside. It was very Alonso-esque. he came back on the track in front and had to give the position back. Yeah. Well, yeah, he went way off the track. You saw track limits a few times. Hamilton uh, had a few warnings. Got black flagged. Yeah, we saw a lot of time penalties today. Black and white flag, sorry. The Russell time penalty was just so unfortunate for the driver. Yeah. That five-second unsafe release. Because it was already a slow pit stop. And the driver but doesn't I see make how it, the decision. I, I can see how it happened, though. What, because of the because they were serving the penalty? Or because so? they, had, they had gone to release him already. Mm. So the, I think the guy who normally stands in front had moved to allow him to go, but he couldn't go. 
So they, really, they released him at the right time, but because the wheel wasn't on properly, he went late. I don't fucking know, really. All I know is that he nearly crashed. Mm. <laughs> it's it an interesting dynamic, that, that pit there, where you have to come out and go under the tunnel. Like. Ah, mm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. They, they were saying about it, uh, Crofty was saying about it before, he was saying no one's ever crashed in that tunnel. And when it was built, they thought it'd be a nightmare. You, I am surprised no one's crashed. This takes me on to a really exciting topic, actually, that I really want to talk to you about. Oh, before, before we do oh, that, I'd, though, Fab, I'd love to. I would love you to would, yeah, have you a would? chat with you about whatever it is. Excellent. And have a chat with you guys as well. Um, <laughs> I noticed today for the first time, right, we've watched so many pit stops now. Uh-huh. Probably about 23 of them. Podcast. <laughs> um, but today was the first time that I noticed them moving the wheel guns, the team in front of the team who's pitting. It's the first time I noticed it. Now, they spoke about this on TV a couple, couple of races ago because earlier this year, I think we saw it was either Kevin Magnussen or Mick Schumacher or someone, or maybe it was a Haas, someone drove over a Haas team wheel gun mm-hmm. and it was really dangerous. But it was because it was like laid out on the floor and they drove over the actual wheel gun. So I assume the wheel gun is on, a, on like a, a wire. And but that's what gives it the power. It's on those, I think, it's on those things which come across and there's like two... And they move around. A bit like, like if two you go, pipes. It's a good example, like if you go and do your jet wash at a car wash. Yeah, And you yeah, can move exactly. it around on the top because exactly. it's connected at the top. So someone, I think it was McLaren was pitting or someone was pitting. And I just noticed the team in front, there was two guys. One of them was holding one pipe, mm. if you want to call it. One of them was holding the other and they hold them back. So when they come out, and I just like, maybe that's just me being really dumb and everyone knows this and seen this before. And they've already said it on TV, but I never had pictured it like that. Never visualised it like that. I don't know how I've never seen it. There'll be so much in the pits that we'll notice every year. Mm. There'll be so much that we'll just keep noticing. Um, you know, as we know, the pit crews and everyone in there doesn't get enough credit. That's why it's sick that we do what we do and we're able to get them on and hear about the stories and what it's like. There's yeah. so many people in there that make this happen Yeah. that don't get any credit. Yeah, well, hopefully we're shining a bit of a light on those people. Yeah, you've got to give a shout out to Ferrari's strategy today. Ferrari actually did really well what, what they did, left Leclerc out. Red Bull made that ballsy move of bringing Perez in and it looked like it was going to pay off, but Perez got stuck behind Hamilton for a little bit too long and then mm. Hamilton took him back and it was getting closer. A couple more laps would have been different ball game. Yeah. But, but when, when Max is radioing in and saying these tyres will make it to the end, I think Ferrari took that and said, yeah, we can make it to the end as well. And yeah, that, uh, it's where I was saying to you, I wish someone would have pitted. I wonder whether it would have been like a snowball, like 15 or 16 laps before the end. I reckon if like Hamilton had pitted, maybe someone else would have gone, yeah, to be fair, I could do with some fresh tyres. Hamilton wanted to pit. Latifi crashed into the exact same wall we crashed into last year. Yeah, but that wasn't his fault though. It wasn't his fault. It was Mick Schumacher. It's sad. It's actually a shame. Which could have been a, could have been a safety car, which could have changed the race a lot. But luckily, they both just drove out onto yeah, the circuit. Yeah, it's good that they both just drove out. It's a shame to see that happen to Mick in his last race. Yeah. But it does look like Mick is going to Mercedes. And then, sorry, and then Latifi actually retired on the last lap. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Of his last Grand Prix. Yeah. That's brutal. <laughs> that's, that's a shame. But anyway, yeah, go on. Yeah, Mick's going to Mercedes. Daniel Ricciardo's going to Red Bull, confirmed by Helmut Marco. So that's exciting as a development driver. 
Does that mean he takes Sheko's place at some point? I don't know. It I doesn't actually this. make any sense to me because isn't Checo younger? I don't know, but I thought about this a lot and I thought, like, really, the whole world is watching F1 right now. Even if you're not racing, if you can still be a part of a team and take part in all their social stuff. Plus, I think, you know, Helmut was saying that Daniel will be getting involved in a, in a lot of, like, media days mm -hmm. or, like, track days or anything like that. So if he's doing that kind of shit, Red Bull are going to post about him. F1 might still post about him. He'll get interviews when he's in the paddock and stuff. He's still in the same ecosystem. The only shame is he's not racing. Yeah. So it's like, what do you? What does Daniel want? Does he want to like? Because everyone loves him. Do you want to continue being this guy that everyone loves, and or do you want to kind of maybe fall by the wayside but carry on racing? What would you do? I suppose you don't know because you're not a racer. I, I said before this come out that if he's going to go anywhere, it'll be Red Bull for the media. I think they're the only team smart enough on the grid to see this as a positive, like that media-wise. I think they'd look at this and go, "We bring Daniel Ricciardo in. The social content goes through the roof." Everyone loves Danny Rick. He's literally yeah. the king of Drive Survive. He's he made he was such a big part of it that it probably wouldn't have even been the same. Put it this way, if you were gonna if Red Bull were gonna put on like a day where it's like, come down to our factory, we're gonna have an, an F one driver here, he's gonna do some like laps around the car park, he's gonna show you around, talk about F one. Would you rather have Kimi Raikkonen do that or Daniel Ricciardo do that? Mate. That's what that's what you're spot on with that because even if you not get, to not to bash on Kimi Raikkonen but he's not the biggest of talkers. No, but you you're spot mean? on. Even if you gave what's crazy about it is he won't be the Red Bull driver. But if you said to an F1 fan, who do you want the F the F1 drivers, Checo Verstappen or Ricardo, they would pick Ricardo. Pick Ricky. That's what I mean. They're bringing in someone that is a fan favorite. That he would be picked over the others. And do you remember um, a certain someone telling us that Daniel wanted to start his own podcast? Mm. Yeah, he did. So maybe Daniel is going to step into fucking our space. Maybe, maybe he's going to take our job. Pff, I don't know that. I don't know that. Maybe we just have to get him on our pod. But I think he. I think. I think we might see a bit more of Daniel. I think we may become friends with Daniel. Were you hitting that here? I'm, uh, we've spoken about a third host. Yeah. You can't tell him yet. And now it's more of a possibility than ever. You can't tell him yet. What? Okay, we're lying. We haven't, got, we haven't signed Daniel Ricciardo as a third host. <laughs> we've got Ross Braun. Imagine if he went, <laughs> Braun, imagine if he went to fucking WTF1. Well, Daniel Ricciardo, yeah. I'd be gutted. I'd want him here. Daniel, so if you're listening, Michael, if you're listening, anyone related to Daniel listening, you're more than welcome to join us as a third host on this podcast. We do driving. We do driving experiences. Or do you know what? Like, he wouldn't even have to be here with us. We could just do... Like, we could sign Daniel. I don't know why we're even fucking talking about this, but we could sign Daniel. Because our minds are so creative. We Nothing could sign impossible. Daniel into making, like, a uh, just an appearance every pod, like, when race season's on, just to give his, like, five or ten minutes, like, over a Zoom call, just to give five or ten minutes of his thoughts on the race. I definitely want to... <laughs> it's interesting you say that, because, like, these are the kind of things... I know it sounds ridiculous, but I actually really want to consider for next year, like... To, one of my main changes to the pod I want to make is I definitely want more structure in the pre-race to the after race. Like one of my favorite things we've ever done, which we don't do anymore because of just timing and everything. But I used to love the clip in the pod where we filmed it after quali. Yeah. And then like it came back and it was like, it's race day. That was cool because you got like quali thoughts and then that's got structure. But it is hard to do two a week. Like You have to be realistic. There's other F1 pods. There's football pods. Not many people do two a week when it's on a live a live thing because there's not a race on every week. Yeah. And you've got to think, we can't just keep doing quizzes on these races. We've just had like 20 
we can't next year do another Brazil quiz because we've done a Brazil quiz. We have to get creative quiz. now. <laughs> Mate, do you think I'm really going to remember how many fucking corners Brazil's got next year? I've already forgotten it from the last question. You know what? I was thinking this. I was thinking this because today was Vettel's retirement day. And as people know, we got a lot of shit online for that one clip where I didn't even know all the teams Vettel raced for. But I was thinking about it in the shower. I still don't know them all. If you say, if you said to me now what all the teams Vettel's raced for. Oh, neither would I, bro. I can only name Red Bull, Ferrari... And Aston Martin. There's another one, isn't there? Or another two. And, and uh, we should know this because I've been given numerous amounts of shit and read about a thousand comments. But everything, because we're doing so much stuff, is going in one in. Well, yeah. I don't think it really matters, though. Like, it doesn't. cares? Like, people will just well, they'll want to find a reason to rinse us for something. To be fair, everyone's been really good with us over this last year. I haven't really received any hate apart from that one Vettel thread. So... Look at us now, motherfuckers. <laughs> you know it's a level of gatekeeping because, it, for example, football. I'm a massive Arsenal fan. And you could ask me a question about the club, I'd probably be able to answer it. Same with you with music. But if you go that little bit far back into history, you could be talking about your favourite person in the world. And even you wouldn't know the answer. How many clubs has um, Thierry Henry played for? Wow, big question. Uh, I think he started in France. Uh I can't remember who. And then he came over to Arsenal. So let's just say two there. And then he went to Barcelona, I believe. That's three. Um, oh, God. I know he's, C played, in the, he's played in America. CEO so of transfers, right? A now. bit of me is unsure whether he went to AC Milan for a bit. I might be getting confused. I'm going to lock in four. And whilst you continue with the notebook, I'm just going to check how many clubs Sierra Marie's paid for. If that's really wrong, I might have to delete that because that would be really embarrassing. No problem, no problem. Hamilton retired lap 56. That's pretty, um, that's pretty sad. When the guy was going absolute hammer and tong and really trying to have a, a heavy race, even racing his teammate George, he, he, uh, yeah, he retired lap 56, two laps before I the end. I absolutely blown that. <coughs> I absolutely blown that. I got the end bit right. He was in a French team, yeah, Monaco. I completely forgot Juventus. He went to Arsenal, then Barcelona, and then to America, then back to Arsenal, then to America and retired. So it wasn't far off. I just forgot Juve. America? Why do they do that? Is it because there's just loads of money over there? What, the MLS? No, it's a, it's a great... I actually love it because when footballers get to a certain age, they still want to play, but they're not fit enough for the English league or European leagues. So a lot of the like people that are like 37, 38, the guys that are still great at football... Your Perlos, um, you know, some proper legend. You love Perlo, don't you? I've actually heard the name Perlo, so yeah. you can fucking show it your trap. They go, they go to the MLS because it's like a level which is not as fast. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's good. And the American fans are great fun. They come up with all sorts of different chants. That's funny all because... All chants. They didn't like Max Verstappen at the end of today's race, did no, they? No, no. That's like pretty much one of my last notes. Max Verstappen got booed during his post-race Don't interview. like that. No? Don't like that at all. Because uh, that's obviously because it was that race last year. Do you think? Yeah, of course he got booed because of that race last year. The Checo, the Checo thing I is done now. I thought it was now. more of the Checo thing. No, nah, it's done. Because Checo got so many cheers when he went up. Yeah, but the you, this sport moves so quick and you never really know what's going on behind closed doors. The Checo thing has to be brushed under now because even if Max had have let Checo switch back last week on today's result, it wouldn't have made a difference. So it, it, it doesn't really matter. Mm. Um, but yeah, he got booed. That's because of Abu Dhabi last year, without a doubt. And I think that's a shame. I think we've got a two-time world champion. I think we're witnessing something serious. He's not the one who should get booed, though. Who should be getting booed? If you don't like the decision, then Michael Massey. 
Yeah, true. I mean, that's the thing. The drivers in the car, you're going to do whatever you can in that moment to win that race. You know yeah. what I mean? You'd, anyone yeah. would be doing the same thing. You'd be If you're on the last lap of a championship, you would go right up to that car. Of course. Every driver in the world would do the same thing. Wasn't against the rules. No. I, I think, don't get me wrong, I, the Checo decision last week was questionable. And you know that because even some of the Red Bull team and people weren't happy with it, as we know. Mm. But I do think Verstappen is something really special. And I think we saw that today. Yeah, I mean, just even pulling away from Perez that quickly, like making the distance. <sighs> I don't know. What I did see today was that, um, and Ted was talking about it a lot over the weekend, was how different the rear wing of George's car was compared to Lewis's. George had a lot more downforce. Mm-hmm. Um not really sure where I'm going with this, but I guess... <laughs> you were doing so well, I thought you were about to crack well, into a stat or something. I guess what I'm getting at is, like, Max is obviously, like, an amazing driver, like, one of the best, if not the best, on the grid, but I wonder how different his car is to Checo's. Yeah, I don't know. I reckon they probably just have the setup they like. I mean, you can... Checo's had pole positions, Checo's won races this year. So, so they, they both... They've changed the setup as well, haven't they? Yeah, they've both got the setup they want, definitely. I, I don't... You don't really hear them complaining, do you, about about much compared to some of the other teams on the grid. They seem to just go out there and do their thing. Mm. Isn't it amazing as well how progressively through the season, less cars have like engine failures? Like I know that Alonso didn't go to plan today, but I remember the beginning of the season. Didn't like both Red Bulls go out in the same race and that? Yeah, it's because the cars were so different. They changed them so much. So They evolved them. They're still trying to find their feet. I don't think it will happen as much next year because not as much is changing. What do you reckon these people actually do in this break? Like... Would you reckon, I mean, you'd take a holiday if you're a driver, but if you're in the factory, because they'll obviously be straightened back in the factory creating for next year, do they already have, like, the blueprint or, like, the map of the car next year? Yeah. They yeah, already know they'll what they're building They'll off. know what's going on. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they released what they were changing about the car. What are they? Do August. you know? I can't really remember. It's nothing, like, nothing really, really major, but there, are, there is some stuff changing, yeah. I know you mentioned today <laughs> on the commentary that they're thinking about making DRS a lap earlier. I like that. I like that. Because at the beginning of the race, everyone's closer. <coughs> they're more bunched up, yeah. DRS so it could and... be carnage. Mm. could be real carnage. But I think, going back to them, what do they do in the break? I reckon it goes so quickly. This year has gone so quick for us, and I reckon... Like they, they break now, before you know it, it's Christmas. Before you've recovered from Christmas and New Year, you're like halfway through January. And then like maybe you take a little holiday somewhere nice and hot at the start of the New Year. Come back, it's sort of like Feb, mid-Feb. Before you know it, you're at work next month. Mm. Like it's, Three months seems like a really long time, but luckily we have stuff to do in between. Christmas is great. My favourite time of year. So I'm still going to be crying myself to sleep every night of the week. Because <laughs> I, remember, I remember it happened last year. Do you remember how delirious we were? We weren't even that into F1 last year. There's a clip on our uh, first ever podcast. It's somewhere there. You can go and listen to it if you want, where we speak about this. And I remember, you know, how pure it was. We didn't really expect anything. We didn't really know what would come from the pod. We filmed that first episode a couple of times. We put one out and we speak about what it would be like if we were able to accomplish getting an F1 driver. Mm-hmm. on our show in our first episode we were we were like oh my god you're into music i'm into football we've never done anything like this what would it be like if we had an f1 driver in our flat and now what's this episode 83 83 episode 83 we've done 83 episodes since we started at the end of february that, that's more than two a week because we some weeks we've done three yeah i think one week we actually did four um what a ride mm. I, I mean what a ride really 
I mean, <laughs> you had to reset that in that room and sat in there with the background that we'd made. Mm. That didn't. It was a plain white wall, mate. Yeah. We were filming in front of a plain white wall on the sofa in a Mercedes on. top, headphones on, different microphones. Camera angle made my head look giant. You made it giant. <laughs> and then we started putting these videos on TikTok. I remember when I went out. I remember we made the TikTok account and we put our first things live and I was out for dinner and I was texting you and I was like, oh my God, one of our TikToks has like 10,000 views. Mm. And then we started to get like a bit of traction and people were like, oh, this is cool. This is Drive Survive. Here we are 83 episodes later. Oscar Piastri's name is on our board. A guy who has never even wanted to be on camera or wanted to do like anything with his voice really has interviewed George Russell, Perez, all the other drivers, Jensen Button, mm. Ferrari drivers, Grand New Joe, Valtteri Bottas, and we've done that in 83 episodes. Yeah. It is an unbelievable story. It's pretty crazy. Um, don't really have any words, to be honest. Like, yeah, it's been really weird, but I just can't even, can't even, like, let it get in my head because, I don't know. I think, like, saying, I don't know, I've said it before, but I just feel like I, if I do, if there is anything good about me or, like, a quality about me, which I think, like, is a good thing, it's just the ability to adapt. And, like, you can always get caught up in your head and tell you, talk yourself out of a situation. Like, I could talk myself out of doing anything. I could go without food for three days and talk myself out because I, I don't want <laughs> to go to the Labrador. shop. You're a Labrador. You could never get out. Yeah, I know. It's you completely wrong. You could never do that. But, like, something else. Like, I could not drink water for, like, a week because I can't be asked to walk to the tab. Do you know what I mean? And I'll just tell myself, like... Ah, you don't need it, you don't need it. I'll always talk myself out of a situation, but really, if you just don't listen to those voices in your head and you just do, like, the amount of comments that we get of, like, people asking us, like, how do we start a podcast? Can you give us any tips? And I guess the only tip would be to just do it. Mm. Like, if you just do something in life and you just go head first and you don't think of the repercussions, you don't think, I mean, obviously, don't go around, like, murdering people, <laughs> but, like, you cleared that one up. don't, like, get all those thoughts in your head of how it could go wrong. Like, just do it. And like, don't be scared of failure because we could have really failed hard at this. Like we could have literally fallen on our faces and no one liked us, but we were, we would have given it a go and tried it anyway. I think uh, one of our biggest pros has been our, our sheer level of consistency as well. Mm. Like for six months, we were doing like four or five TikTok videos a day. And admittedly, we haven't been filming everything as much. So we've been posting less content, but that's because we've been doing like more cool stuff. I mean, back then we weren't flying to Vegas. Back then we weren't, <laughs> doing other shoots or having meetings yeah out of nowhere do you know what that that's it for me this year has been unreal and we have had some sick guests and we've built a great audience and next year looks so exciting with some of the meetings we've got lined up already um before i carry on fab what's that audio that's is it going to play over no, it we'll go, we'll go over it okay we're just looking at the logic profile yeah for me the biggest takeaway of this year out of everything has probably been just the friendships we've made you got to think we didn't know any of the people Mm. when we put that first episode up that we know now and when I text people now pretty much everyone I'm texting or talking to is someone that I hadn't met yeah I didn't know before this journey yeah and we've made some great friends I'm gonna go pretty deep for a minute but I think for me like the whole purpose of life really what it really boils down to like anything that you do whether it's career-wise creative-wise friendships relationships anything or all I think all we're trying to get out of it is like just connecting with other people. Mm. That's like the main thing. When I think back to school and what the most important thing I learned at school was, it wasn't maths or English or science. It was purely just like people skills. being able to connect with other people. Completely agree. And like I feel so like blessed the fact that two fucking idiots <laughs> have walked into such a high profile sport 
And like, I mean, it goes without saying the fans, like the people who listen to the podcast, everyone are absolutely unreal. And I could sit here for three hours and talk about how thankful we are. But the people actually in the sport who have allowed us to like step into their mm. their corner of the playground pretty much of open arms and like no one's really given us shit like everyone's just been so welcoming and like that's just such a f- fucking great feeling that there are genuinely you watch the news and there's all this shit there's like war and poverty and shit and all this disgusting shit going on and you get, you get really down about it and you think fuck me world's falling apart like humanity's falling apart but then like you do something like this where you just meet like the most amazing people and you're just like wow it's like restores your faith in humanity it's like wow people are good Mm. like human beings are actually really good people we see both sides of that as well because some of our content you get a lot of people that are like wow these guys know fuck all why are you doing this you shouldn't be doing this and we get that from an audience point of view Mm. and then we step into this f1 world and we meet these high up corporate people you know drivers great things and we get that level of respect from them but we get that level of respect from them because i think there's a level in remembering that yeah we may not know everything about formula one but we're as content creators and like as being doing what we do filming stuff making funny videos having a laugh they're two very different things like our level of actually being able to make reasonable content is obviously significantly higher than our level of knowledge Mm. which is why we get put in these situations i'm just going to go out there and say it but i think f1 needed us just as much as we needed f1 well, I think F1 would have been fine without us. No, they needed us. They needed you, you are right. You, you are right. I look at it the same. I think there's such a gap. I, I, think I may sound stupid now because we just do a podcast, but with the ambitions and ideas that we have moving forward and what we want to do, like we're gonna, I think we're going to leave like a very heavy footprint on this sport, 100%. Yeah, with the, with the plans we've got and with the things we've achieved so far, I, I don't see why not. That That's the exciting thing about this for me is it's a break now and it's like, how can we hit it harder in this time off? But we already have plans for like things you want to achieve in two years, things you want to achieve in three years. It's, it's uh, very much not just going to stick and be a podcast. Like as fun as this podcast is... Next year's content's going to be very different. Mm. The years, the year after this is going to be very different. As we know more people, we grow our equipment, we grow who we know. Like we've got meetings coming up straight after Abu Dhabi when people get back. And the first thing we're going to do is take our ideas and pitch, isn't it? Yeah. Because we, we, th- we have things we think would really work. Um, and I think we have built a level of trust in this, in this industry. And that would be my advice is networking to anyone out there that wants to do a pod or work in the F1 space because we always ask our guests. But the one thing I've really learned would just be that you've got a, you've got a network. You've got to talk to loads of people. You've got to send loads of emails. You've got to send loads of messages. For me, it's all about like the follow-up. And also, because I was thinking about this on the balcony the other day, like um, how to like be successful with shit like this. And like, it's all about mindset. And like, I mean, this is obviously like a very obviously like a business, but like, I don't think, or at least I don't, I don't think you do is you don't have that mindset when you're talking to someone like the people that we've met Mm. who, you know, people that we've met in Vegas who are going to come on the podcast. um, We met them through a friendly route. Like it wasn't like, um, let's set up a meeting and discuss whether you're going to come on the pod. It's like, let's have a few fucking drinks. Let's hang out. Like, yeah, I fucking like you and I think everyone else will like you and you should come on the pod. Like, it's always from a friendship angle. 
So like if like yeah, if we ever meet someone, like always just like take the number and then like follow up with like a lovely text. Not because you're trying to get something out of them, but just because just make those relationships happen. That's why when you know when we got Oscar, like we're not looking for headlines. We're not trying to you know stick this kid under the bus. Like it's easy to get a guest on and ask him a question that everyone would want to know that would get the most views. But it's about not doing that. Like there's a level of respect. This guy's come all the way to our house. Mm. Like for us, it's more than that. We're not media trying to get a headline. We're almost like an outlet for them to speak where anything kind of goes and we don't really understand what we're saying anyway. Yeah. What you say about the business thing is so important because even though from the beginning for me and for you and for the, you know, for the whole plan of this, we've seen it as a, as a business idea because of we knew where it could go. But because there's never really been like, like you say, we never really, a lot of the time, we don't really ask for anything back. There's a lot of things we do and mm. we get given amazing opportunities, but we're not out to get anyone or out to get anything. I think we just love meeting all the people. And for me, it's just making content again. I have just loved this year because I've been filming videos, mm. filming videos, editing videos. This is what I've done since I was 14. And this is the hardest I've hit it in mm. my whole career. Every, like, well, daily vlogging every day was hard. Mm. But even then, you don't actually have to really think about the content you're doing because you're just filming your day. Film your day, yeah. You know, it, it wasn't, and it's a lot easier to edit them. You yeah. just put all the clips in a line and upload it. But this this year of content and like my level of growth in, in me, I, I can listen back to some old pods. And I know I talk a lot and sometimes talk quick, but I think we've become much better mm -hmm. at actually doing this. Yeah. Which is exciting for the next year. Yeah. I'm just pretty oblivious to all that kind of shit. I don't really like think I'm not very really good at like thinking about how I can improve. <laughs> I just kinda just carry on. I just do You honestly it. don't need to improve. I just do. I just do it. You honestly don't need to improve. You, it works because you are who you are, and I, I think it hopefully works because I am who I am. You know, <laughs> it, it's what people like. It, it's a perfect dynamic. If me and yeah. you were the two presenters on TV or two important <laughs> hosts, my, um, yeah, my mum sent me a message on Facebook the other day, and she was just like, "There's two guys interviewing Sebastian Vettel. They're okay, but they're not as good as you and Jake would be." <laughs> And I was like, who is it, mum? Who is it? And I'm pretty sure it was Mark Webber and um, <laughs> the guy who hosts Blue Peter. I can't remember his name. Oh, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. And I was like, mum, I mean, that's fucking Mark Webber. Like, he's pretty, he's pretty good. Like, you know, ex-Formula 1 driver, everything else. She was like, his trousers are so tight. <laughs> I was like, mum, stop staring at his cock. <laughs> I wasn't staring at it. But I think we've... I still don't think we've had the ability to show how good we are. I, I, I know when it will happen. We'll film one piece of content with someone and it will just be insane. Like, and it will be levels above. And I think the podcast we're doing for next Sunday is going to be a great stepping stone. Because mm. when we get the ability to sit down with someone and have that chat, you've got to think there's no reason like next year or in a couple of years, some of this footage couldn't be pre-rolled before the F1. Because it is just a chat with the drivers the same way they would do it. Yeah. But arguably we sometimes get much better things out of these drivers. Well, that is arguable. Because we just dig into questions. That is arguable. Some of the questions we got for our next... I wish we could just tell them. But we will tell you some of the guests throughout guest month because it would be sick if they could send in some questions. Yeah. We've got a few lined up, a few good ones lined up. We won't tell you them yet, but maybe we'll drop a few hints. But not about this, not this next one. No. Because this, this person is really special. We've had a lot of people saying um, they want to see some females come on the podcast. We haven't really had anyone. We had Lissy and Hannah on like mm -hmm. ages and ages ago. But we haven't had any females in motorsport on the pod yet. Um, don't worry, it's coming. Yeah, I really want to get gnomes on ASAP. 
Yeah. That'd be great. There's a few people we want to get on. And if there's anyone you guys recommend or if you're listening and you want to come on, just send a message. But I guess that is it. I guess that's it. Like, that is the end of this year's Formula One. Max Verstappen is a two-time world champion. Leclerc is second. Red Bull have won the Constructors. We wave goodbye to one of the best drivers ever, four-time world champion, Sebastian Vettel. You owe me 20 quid. I owe you 20 quid Mm. because Mercedes didn't beat Ferrari. Mercedes just weren't there today. Nope. It was a real shame. Not for me. <laughs> no, it's only quid up. What are you going to buy? Well, I'm probably going to buy us both dinner later, aren't I? Uh, what a lovely, what a lovely treat. That's how it works. That's usually how it works. The end of year one. Wow. It feels weird, like, ending this for the race, but it's very much not the end. You're going to have another pod coming on Thursday, exactly the same. Yeah. Nothing's going to change. And we've got lots to celebrate. We've got one year of pit stop, big video that's going to be coming out starting next year, so keep your eyes peeled for that. We've got... A hundredth episode that's going to be coming up in mid-January. Well, so will a hundred episode come out in the break? It comes up what in ha- halfway through what Jan. What should we do for episode hundred? We need something crazy, guys. Please send us a message. Yeah. There's got to be someone out there. And I think we should jazz up our background for Christmas. Oh, mate, as soon re-brand. as it gets to the first of December, rebrand. No, just like like for just for Christmas, so like Christmas tree. Yeah, for, for Christmas we'll change it, but I think for the first of Jan it comes back completely new fucking show i'm talking new voices new clothes new haircuts who are you gonna talk like? new hosts i'll talk like matt wtf1 wtf1 i'll talk like um i don't know i'm <laughs> absolutely terrible accents maybe not new hosts me and bruno host, you do yeah. a good bruno impression bruno who's bruno what <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh what does it go like i don't know uh <laughs> My name is Bruno. I can't even remember it. Carlos, if what Bruno and Carlos say? Sainz had a um, child. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, I was doing that in Carlos Sainz's voice. Yeah. Um, my name... <laughs> I can't even think what My rears are fucked. <laughs> Carlos Sainz raced today. How did he do? Uh, he did all right. Yeah, he battled back. Yeah. Caught Hamilton. Sainz did okay. He did really good. Do you think Sainz have a better year next year? Who do you think will be the standout drivers next year? In the break now, just after this season, who do you think next year will be? Lewis and George. Do you think Mercedes is going to run it? Yeah, I think they're going to be back in the game next year, 100%. Do you think Leclerc could battle for that championship? Uh, I think we might. It's see... going to be hard to shut Max out. Oh uh, yeah, I think we might see the Ferraris. It depends, really, because you know, I mean, who really knows what Red Bull have been up to with the old spend cap these last couple of years? So it's gone very quiet, hasn't it? This whole yeah, spend cap so thing. If they're worried about getting caught again, then maybe they won't have the extra leg up next year. So we might see Red Bull like maybe falling down a few places. We might see Red Bull in third and the constructors Mercedes first and Ferrari second. Can't wait to do our predictions for the, the uh, you know, when we predict the grid, like how it's going to look at the end. Yeah, We'll do that maybe in the start of the new year, just before the season. Delio. I'm going to start thinking about it now as we welcome Logan Sargent to the grid. We welcome Oscar Piastri to the grid. That's it, isn't it? They're the only two new ones. Nick DeVries. And Nick DeVries. Three rookies. Three rookies next year. Means Guan Yu Zhou's not a rookie anymore? Nope. Yuki Sonoda. He actually won Rookie of the Year. Shout out to Granny Joe for that. Yuki Sonoda going into his third year at Formula One. Yeah, Pierre Gasly making the switch. Gasly's going over to Alpine. Alonso to Aston Martin. Aston Martin. Wow, there's some change of Rooney coming in. There's some serious shit going on. Do you reckon we could see a big change of Rooney and Red Bull in the next couple of years? 
uh, maybe in the next couple of years. But not just yet. Not just yet. I think it's a solid, the way that they're going. They've just won the constructors. They've, they've one of their drivers just won the championship, two-time world champion. Let's make it a third. They don't need to change anything. Do Breaking they? records, most wins in a season. Like they're, they're sound. They're sound. They're sound. Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us for the first ever season of Pit Stop Podcast. As we enter the break, get ready for the guests, get ready for the bonus episodes. Um, massive congratulations to Max Verstappen, Red Bull, and to every driver, really, for just for giving us an amazing season. Can't wait for Drive to Survive. This is now like the build-up for Drive to Survive. Um, so I literally can't wait for it because I'm just the thought that we, we, we must be in it. There's a we chance. We must be in it. Because we've been in the paddock. We've been in a few I mean, places. I don't, I don't even think there's a chance. I think we're definitely in it. I don't know, mate. Even uh, if we're just walking in the background. You don't see the cameras often because they're quite sneaky. So there is a high <laughs> chance. Imagine, imagine there's a shot of us when we're in that Alfa Romeo sat outside just having the beers. I'd love it. it. We're just sat there with a beer in our hands and but it's just I reckon, literally a second long. But I reckon you'll have someone like Will Buxton doing what he does and like talking about how this, this season's been. He's like, you know, we've really seen some new people come into the season. The Pit Stop podcast, you know? I don't, I don't imagine know. that. If Will mentioned us, I would, I would shit on the floor right now. Let me actually just say that to the Drive Survive team when you're editing. For the Amsterdam, it was Amsterdam when we were with Alfa Romeo, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, Zandor. so we're in the, any footage in the paddock from either Friday, Saturday or Sunday, and there's clips where you walk past the Alfa Romeo garage, look for me and Fab sat outside. This is a call out for anyone to try and survive. Try and leave us in. Someone listening must know someone who's, at Drive Survive. Whose job is it to like go through all that footage? They'll film everything and someone will probably be sat like in a in a room watching it all and they'll be noting down like keep that bit keep I think this they'd bit, edit on the bit, fly wouldn't they yeah oh well they'll definitely cut the bits out on the fly like episode, they'll like pull them into episode a... one and two and probably already in the works oh yeah they probably already edited like a lot of it yeah because realistically nothing's going to change you don't like import old footage in there's nothing else they're going to film now they filmed vegas which was cool yep so that'll be an interesting thing to watch yeah but season one fab that's it that's a wrap what a year <coughs> do you think we've learned a lot do you think it's been a valuable formula one year i must have learned more in this year than i have in my whole life yeah i think i've learned a lot it, for me i've it's been i've been pushing mad out of my comfort zone still been really nervous for a lot of the interviews yeah like that's weird yeah it is at 27 years old you get nervous to speak to someone like that's when you really when you put it down like that mm. it's strange but we're, we're all human we were all, we're all kids. We're all just grown-up kids. Uh, yeah, you're as old as you feel, right? Exactly. I'm going to stay 25 forever. You 25? Hmm. Dang. I am aware I'm already 26, but I've decided I'm no longer counting and I'm going back. I like it. 25. I like that method. Go on, then end the podcast. Bring us to the end of an amazing year. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much to everyone who has been with us on this crazy journey. It's only going to get crazier. Next year is going to be such a step up. We've stepped it up this year already. Can't believe what we've achieved. Can't believe the amount of people that listen to what we do. It's truly been really special and I actually can't process it now. And maybe I won't ever be able to process it fully, but it's been an absolute blast. And the people we've met have been amazing. We've done so much cool shit. It's one of the much cooler shit. So just just keep tuned in. Keep subscribed to that YouTube channel. Keep following the Spotify, the Instagram, the TikTok, everything else. Follow me on Instagram because I need to hit 10K. I'm nearly there. <laughs> Don't follow Jake because he's got too many followers already. And I need to catch up because I look like a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> but no, on a serious note, thank you to everyone. Yeah, you summed up perfectly. It's been an amazing year. 
Please follow the podcast, rate it five stars. We will be back on Thursday for an episode, probably talking nothing about Formula One because we're going to be grasping at straws until we put the guest out. We are. We're gonna have what to... are we going to talk about on Thursday? There's we'll no have to res. do something creative. I actually don't want to sit down and like go through the grid and be like, McLaren beat them in the driver's standings. Like, if you want to go on Instagram and look at the final leaderboards, you can do that. That's not what we do on our show. Let's try and come up with something creative for Thursday, like something really fun. Okay. I don't know what it'll be yet. No, I can't think. And it but might we'll, be we'll shit. So, so if we we'll come back on Thursday, we've got nothing. We, that means we've been planning for Sunday. But yeah, thank you for joining us for the first ever season of Pit Stop. What a year it's been. It's been a great year for Formula One. We've got three races in America next year. That's going to be crazy. Um, I'm lost for words as well, just like Fab. He <laughs> said it perfectly. We'll see you guys on Thursday. Thank you for being here. Over... And out. You didn't say it with me. We're meant to, we're meant to, to synchronize. You to do it on your own because it was Why? really good. I liked it when you done it. I feel Why? like I'll just get in the way. Okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. Actually, a better teamwork, right? No, no more of this fucking around. Yeah, yeah, true. All right. I'm Max Verstappen. You're Perez. I'm not fucking helping you out. Wow. So you can fucking race on your own, you bastard. <laughs> Whoa! That is unnecessary. <laughs> that we should really cut that. There's no need to put unnecessary swearing in the podcast. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I might not even come back the next year if you treat me like this. It's That's disgusting. Right. I'll do it with um I'll do it with Tommy from F WTF one. Or me, Matt. Me and Tommy. Nah, me and Tommy. <sighs> what am I gonna do? Um, work at McDonald's I'd hate that watching the podcast and it was you and Tommy and I'm just sat there watching all the clips on TikTok you two having a right laugh just <laughs> sat there in my bed naked crying yeah don't know why I'm naked I'm just usually, I'm just usually <laughs> naked in bed this always happens at the end of the pod do you sleep naked? yeah always mate like really? it yeah someone, someone said I was weird for not sleeping naked yeah it's actually uh, good for you to sleep naked I, I sleep think. in, my, in my, my underwear and then if it's like really cold I keep my socks on See that, that, no, that is actually psychopath behavior. It's not, and there's a good theory behind it because I am fucking nearly pretty much six foot two and my bed is not six <laughs> foot. Oh, bloody hell, you are, you are hoping that girls are listening, aren't you? You're <laughs> six one and a six half. Foot two. Six one and a half. <laughs> That's not near six foot two, is it? What, half an inch? <laughs> what, so you're telling me if you were, <laughs> if you were size nine I had, <laughs> I had six foot one on my profile, on my hinge profile and a girl said to me, <laughs> why is it not six foot two? Five. Exactly. You're telling me if you wear size nine and a half shoes they fit you you would say oh, i'm size 10 if you slept yeah with 99 women yeah. in one day if. you would just tell your friends that you slept with 100 birds in a day wouldn't you no that would be lying and i could never imagine sleeping with that many people that'd be too many you would be red red raw i would keep people in one day <laughs> That would be hard. This is a taste of what the podcast is going to be like when it's not year, F1 well, related. Yeah. <laughs> Thursday's going to be absolute carnage, guys. Thank you for the best year ever. It's gone so quick. We'll see you guys on Thursday. We might have to delete some of that at the end. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't even know what we've just said. But for now, goodbye, gang. Did I disappoint you? I let you down. Stop dragging this fucking podcast out. I was done Come 10 on, minutes ago. Come on, let me get ago. to an hour. I was done 10 hour. minutes ago. I've got no, 45 seconds. We just got to drag it. I've lived. Life is beautiful. beautiful. I've traveled True. each and every highway and more. Much more than this. I did it my, my way. We did do it our way. We have broken into this sport our way we haven't we have let, we haven't done let anyone control us we've just fucking done it we have like all the emails all the communications all the phone calls all the meetings we've really done it our way 
Mate, this is going to be over a minute when we put the music at the front and at the end. Oh, really? Should we just end it then? Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>